My Legal Club provides full legal support when you require it. Enjoy savings and rewards all year round when you don't. You do not need to be a member of My Legal Club to benefit from free legal advice from our highly recommended specialist solicitors. When you or a loved one requires legal advice and a solicitor, we can help you in every area of law. We also offer a unique alternative. Sign up to our free trial and you will receive up to 25% off legal fees, 15% off legal documents, £20 restaurant vouchers for leading UK restaurants, savings and rewards with leading UK brands, a free online will, free dash cam and much, much more. As an example of how we help our members, they have saved on average over £500 plus by using My Legal Club for personal injury claims compared to many solicitors who deduct 25% of your compensation. If you or a loved one needs legal support, contact us at mylegalclub.co.uk for free consultations and no obligation quotes with highly recommended solicitors. Sign up to our free trial to receive all the free discounts and our membership benefits. Welcome to the MLC show in association with My Legal Club. I am Sean Rogers. I am delighted to be hosting this week's show with Kerry Beswick from Curtis Law. Kerry, welcome to the show. Um, we're going to go through your top tips when buying and selling a house. And if we can start with conveyancing, what can go wrong if you pick the wrong solicitor? I think the key thing when picking a solicitor is just to understand exactly what you're trying to achieve. Um, many people are fearful about spending too much money when uh, instructing a solicitor. Uh, you've got to prepare yourself for the fact that you're probably buying what's going to be the biggest investment of your life. So make sure that you're very careful and that you really look into who you instruct and that you're going to instruct someone that you can completely trust and who you feel comfortable with. One of the biggest things for me is making sure that you don't go too cheap, don't go too expensive. You need somebody who you, is probably middle of the range. Uh, people who are too cheap often have very high caseloads. They're often not qualified. It may be a bit of a factory. You've got to bear all these things in mind. If you were getting your car serviced, you'd probably be prepared to spend two or three hundred pound. If you're going to buy a house, you should really be looking at something a bit more than that and bear in mind that the cost of your house is going to be a lot more than the cost of your car. Yeah, and not true. Well, it should be. Yeah. We hope. <laughs> um, depends what car you're buying, yeah, doesn't it? Or house. Um, not, I mean, it's a good point. And this isn't to do conveyances down, but just so that people are aware, not all conveyances are solicitors. That's you can right. be licensed conveyances, yeah. as an example, which is fine if that's what people want to go for, no yeah. problem. But you need to be aware that they're not all solicitors. Right. So if you want a solicitor, then you need to make sure that that conveyancing, yeah. um, how can I put it, can say conveyancing file handler yeah. is a solicitor if that's what you really want, or at the very least they're yeah. working in a solicitor's firm. You often get uh, conveyances who generally are conveyancing executives if they're not a licensed conveyancer or a solicitor, who are very, very experienced. They can have um, you know, more experience than a qualified solicitor would be, depending on their years of qualification. Um, they may often know more, but you do have to make sure, I would say, that they're working for a reputable firm and um, do a bit of research into them. Have a look if they've got LinkedIn profiles, if they've got any reviews online. That kind of thing will give you some reassurance as to how qualified they are and what their ex experience is and their expertise is. Yeah, that sometimes there can be some hidden fees, some of them more deliberate than others. So as an example, some things to check out are referral fees. 
So they should be um, telling you whether there's uh, referral fees to be paid. So as an example, won't name them, there's certain estate agents that market themselves on selling your house really, really cheap. And you go, wow, that's great. <laughs> and then they tie you into a law firm that they're basically saying to the law firm, you've got to pay us for 500 pound the yeah. case, which means yeah. your bill is going to have an extra four to 500 pounds on. Yeah. Um, because in essence, they're passing the referral fee onto you. Yeah. So if you are going to go with any estate agents um, on a cheap deal, mm -hmm. you don't have to go with their preferred lawyer. You don't have to go with your mortgage broker's preferred lawyer. Mm -hmm. If you do, you need to keep an eye on what those referral fees That's are. Right. If you ask them, they'll tell you. And in the um, documents that you sign with them, they're supposed to declare it to you. Yeah. And I'd also say so somewhere that people get mistaken with is they get the quote, mm -hmm. but the quote hasn't included all the disbursements. Mm -hmm. And if you've yeah. never bought a sold house before, the disbursements yeah. are crackers, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you'll know yeah. far better than me what they are, but they can yeah. mount up, can't they? They can. I mean, I think one of the key things is to is to not be blinded by the, the different way the quotes are laid out. If you have a good solicitor or a good conveyance, so what they will do is they will say to you, pass me the other quotes that you've received through, let me compare, let me tell you what has or hasn't been charged. We will always do that for clients. I think, you know, the way quotes are laid out can be baffling for people. We understand what is and isn't on there, what does and doesn't need to be charged, depending on whether you're getting a mortgage, um, whether you're buying on your own, whether you're paying stamp duty, all these things, whether you get, it, 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 there's so many different options that, that could be applicable to you. We will help guide you through that. Um, a lot of firms work um, the other thing to remember, Solicitors Re Regulation Authority brought in some new rules at the end of December 18, uh, which is basically a fees transparency rule, which means that all firms now, uh, for various different types of law, conveyancing being one of them, have to have their fees uh, clearly and simply laid out on their website. So if you are fearful that you aren't getting all the information on the quote, go to that firm's website, go onto the page relating to residential conveyancing, and you should find on there a full layout of all the fees that they will charge in every different circumstance. Brilliant, and that's a great chance for me to boast about the My Legal Club free trial benefits. So if you want to um, find highly recommended, reputable conveyance and solicitors, you can come to My Legal Club, you don't have to join, um, and we have a panel of highly recommended award-winning solicitors that we think have a real good sweet spot on price, like Kerry was saying, not too cheap, not too expensive. We think it's a, right, a, a really good sweet spot. Given the game away here, the sensible thing to do is to sign up to a free trial for My Legal Club. You can sign up to a two-month free trial. It doesn't matter if you cancel, you still benefit from discounted legal fees. So, what does that look like in practice? You sign up for the free trial with My Legal Club. You email us saying, I want some conveyancing quotes. We get you the conveyancing quotes from people like uh, Kerry. You will then get a discount against that. So instead of um, a referral fee being paid, if you like, to us, um, you get a huge discount there. That means you're getting an award-winning law firm at a fantastic price. Now, if you then cancel with us, not that you would, of course, but if you do cancel with us, you still get that benefit. So anyone who needs a conveyance and quote, for me, it's an absolute no-brainer to sign up to the free trial, contact us. We've done all the hard work in researching which are the best conveyance and solicitors, and you know you're getting a discounted quote. And if you're not happy, you can come back to us and we can have a look at the rest of our panel. Um, enough of me advertising my legal club. Um, when should someone be looking at instructing a conveyancer when you're buying or selling a house? I think the key thing when buying or selling is to make sure that you're prepared. Um, we always talk about being market ready. So I would say uh, when you instruct an estate agent to come and have a look at your property when you're selling it, 
that at the same time is a good idea as to when to speak to a solicitor. Um, you need to make sure that you understand the full cost of how much it's going to cost you to buy, sell, just sell, just buy, and therefore you need to understand all the costs you're going to have to pay out. Solicitors will give you a quote based on a uh, sale address uh, with an estimated price of what you think it might be worth. Similarly with a purchase property, if you haven't found a property to buy but you know you're going to be looking in the region of X amount of pounds to buy, then they will give you a quote based on that. Yes, yeah, so you know your budget. You know your budget. Um, I mean, it, it, I would say that the earlier you instruct, you can get all your paperwork in order. So, for instance, on a sale, if you don't instruct a solicitor until uh, you've found a buyer and your estate agent has sent your memorandum of sale to your solicitors, which is details of the buyer and their solicitors, your solicitor then has to send out all their client care paperwork. On a sale, the initial paperwork is quite hefty. You've got all your client care paperwork, as I said fixtures and fittings forms, property information form. These forms are quite lengthy to fill out all the information in relation to the property. Uh, in other words, where's your stockcock? Uh, how many bedrooms has it got? So it can you add know, weeks or months, it, potentially. It, it can definitely add weeks, depending on how quickly you can fill that paperwork out and find things like building regulation consents, any windows guarantees, all these kind of things that probably you're going to have to route around to, to, to try and find or request further copies of from, from your window fitter, etc. If you instruct a solicitor when you actually instruct the agent to sell at that point you can get everything ready in the background you can fill those forms out um, you don't have to fill out your fixtures and fittings form completely if you're worried that a specific buyer might want different fixtures or fittings being left but the property information form particularly is going to be quite a hefty one for you to fill out get that ready that means as soon as the memorandum of sale has been prepared by your estate agent the draft contracts can be sent out immediately and that's a really key thing. It can, as you say, not weeks or months off a transaction. Fantastic. When we were chatting before, we were talking about like the true cost of buying or selling a house. Could you expand on that for us? I think you've got to, you've got to look at everything. So you're looking at your estate agency fees. Um, you really need to remember, as you were saying before, about some of the um, very cheap online agents that you can find um, who then tie you into using their solicitors at a very hefty price. Um, they aren't going to do everything for you potentially. They might only just sort of put it on right move or something along those lines. Um, you need to look at an estate agent who's going to do everything for you, chase a chain once a buyer's found, etc. Or that's going to cost you money in time because the longer you're looking to move, it's just going to cost you more money in the long yeah. run. You need to look at um, your conveyancing fees. You need to look at your removal costs when you're looking to sell as well. Um, are you going to be able to do it yourself? Are you going to need a professional company? Well, the amount of stuff I hold on these yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whereas I was finding a van of my own. <laughs> but then when you're looking to buy, you, there's more you need to think about. You need to think of your stamp duty, if it's, that's going to be payable, or your disbursements. Your solicitor will be able to advise you on that. Valuation fees, what type of mortgage valuation, survey you're going to be looking for. Your mortgage company potentially has got an application fee. Your mortgage broker potentially has got their fee. There's so many things that you could be looking at. You need to go online, have a look at some guides and really lay out the true cost of buying and selling. Uh, I myself moved in the summer um, and I know obviously <laughs> a <pain>. lot <laughs> about uh, conveyancing. Um, so I had a contingency but I moved into a new house, a brand new house. I had carpets to buy. Every, and, and even with my contingency I was still 
you know, shocked at the amount of things that I probably hadn't thought of when it came to things like, you know, um, buying extra plates and buying extra chairs and extra furniture that we were going to need. So really try and budget because that's the biggest complaint that most solicitors get, according to the legal ombudsman, is the fact that costs arise that they weren't really considering, which actually they have been made aware of, but they've just not read everything properly. That's great advice. I think that that is definitely, if you're looking at buying a selling house, that has to be your starting point. Um, you were saying earlier about getting your paperwork in order. Do you want to, could you expand for us what kind of paperwork and, and at what point in time should you start lining those books yeah. up? There's two main types of paperwork when you're buying or selling a house. Um, there's your ID and your money laundering evidence type paperwork. So everything in relation to you as a person and your validity to be able to buy and sell a property. What would there's, that be like, Kerry? Like money laundering stuff, what would that yeah. be? Are we talking so, passport? Yeah, so your ID would be some sort of photographic ID, so a driving licence or a passport. In addition to that, your solicitor and now your estate agent will also require proof of address. So it would be a utility bill, a bank statement, all of which need to be no more than three months old. So that just uh, enables them to do some online electronic ID checks, which will um, allow them to confirm you are who you say you are. So you are who you say you are to sell the house, that's your house to sell, and also buying that you are actually who you say you are when you're buying a house as well, For the for not only for the solicitor, but the solicitor often acts for your mortgage mortgage lender so it just doubly confirms everything for the mortgage lender as well. If you're selling a house what do you need from the time you bought the house? Do you need to locate any documents from back then? Do you need anything to hand? Mm. Um, most titles now, most property titles are registered at land registry. Uh, the land registration, uh, land registry bought in a compulsory registration um, law back in the 80s which meant that any transaction which was for value had to then be registered at the land registry. Prior to that there were the old things which title deeds which many people will be aware of the problem with title deeds is they used to get lost and once the title deeds were lost your proof of ownership of that property was also gone it's a very complicated process and a very expensive process to try and reconstitute an unregistered title so um, now everything is placed at land registry electronically. So deeds as such have sort of gone by the wayside. Your solicitor will uh, be able to get an up-to-date copy of your title online. So title deeds are probably the one thing you don't need to worry about unless it is an unregistered property and you should be aware of that. The other thing really is the uh, additional documents you need in relation to uh, the property information form. So any, if you've had any alterations to the property, any planning permissions, any building regulation consent, any completion certificates, any guarantees in respect of your boilers, your windows, uh, anything along those lines that uh, you know a buyer would want. I think the key thing for me is if, if you are missing any of these documents, don't go ahead and try and get them. Speak to your legal advisor. Um, in relation to building regulation consents and planning permissions specifically, if you can't find or you didn't obtain them, you didn't think you needed to obtain them at the time you made alterations, approaching the council will then mean you can't get indemnity insurance to cover any of these things. Uh, when building uh, buildings or any building works are over a certain amount of time old, um, your solicitor, rather than obtaining building regulation and planning permissions, will be able to obtain indemnity insurance. But once you've made an approach to the council, that isn't applicable anymore. So just speak to your legal advisor, which is why, again, as early as possible is key because then you can get all these things in order. So I've sold my house, got my price, I'm all excited, starting to do my tip runs. I've got my perfect house that I want to buy, all excited again. I've got my IKEA on order, I'm getting all ready, right? How long is it going to take? So 
you know, what can I expect from start to finish involved, with, especially with a view on the conveyance and solicitors? Okay. The average time to buy and sell at the moment is between 8 and 12 weeks. Um, a lot depends on the chain. Uh, that's something, again, when you're looking at, at going and viewing houses, you need to be speaking to your estate agent about... Um, is the property empty? You'll be able to tell that probably when you go. What's the seller's situation? Have they got a property to buy themselves? You need to understand the chain you're going to be in. The length of the chain will definitely dictate the amount of time it's going to take. And the chances of it falling through. Definitely. Uh, we had a case just before Christmas. Um, it was a buyer and a seller, no chain. We got it through to an exchange of contracts within 10 days. Wow. Um, that was a cash buyer who didn't want any searches. Um, a seller, the property was empty, it was an investor. So it was very, very quick. But tie that in with a chain of, say, five or six houses where everyone is arguing about a specific date that they want, um, then that's going to take you a long time. The chain can only move as fast as the slowest person in the chain. Totally. Um, a lot will depend. Uh, when I get a memo of sale through, people have to say, how, how long is it going to take? Um, I'll say, let me have a look at which solicitor's on the other side, and we'll generally have a good idea as to how long the chain is going to take, which is a terrible thing to say, um, but it often you can tell as to which solicitors are on the other side as to how long things are going to take, which is why something like My Legal Club with good, reputable solicitors is going to help you because you'd hope that maybe other people were also doing the same thing. Well, yeah, and any estate agents or mortgage brokers listening, we can handle that buying and selling because we can just split them up across exactly. our panel. Yeah. So we'll have the whole chain. That'd be lovely. There's just more control. <laughs> I think the more control that yeah. anyone has got, then then um, solicitors can only speak to the buyer or the seller's solicitors. A good agent will be able to speak to the whole chain. Um, and then there's just more control. So getting a good agent will, will really help as well. So something people may or may not understand is, is when you're going through the conveyancing process, there's something called exchange and completion. If you just briefly you know, explain what they are, how do people prepare for that and what, what do those terms mean? Exchange um, is what everybody in the chain should be working to, towards initially. Uh, exchange, uh, once contracts are exchanged, that means that everyone is tied in, legally tied in, legal, legally contracted to purchasing or selling that specific house. So that's the first massive tip the first for everyone. Big you want thing. to get to exchange yeah. as soon as you um, can. Prior to exchange, you've obviously everyone's got to do their title investigations, everyone's got to get their funding in place, whether that be mortgage or cash. Uh, everyone needs to agree a completion date because within that exchange of contracts, a specific completion date for the chain is set. Um, exchange of contracts is actually a very easy process these days. It used to be done at all solicitors getting around the table or seeing or meeting each other in person. It's all done very simply over the phone. It takes a matter of minutes these days. But that is your key thing that you're working towards, getting an exchange of contracts so your completion date is set. Some additional stuff, obviously not legal, um, which I wanted to, to have a chat about and uh, with all your experience as well, to see, see what you would like to add as well, Kerry. Um, I think one of the key things, like you referenced in terms of the budget, is get your pre-approval or lending before you start doing anything. The last thing you want to do is have a broken heart because you're looking at your, yeah. I don't know, your £250,000 house, yeah. and actually you can only get lending for, say, 180, mm -hmm. 190 or whatever. Yeah. So I think I think getting the pre-approval or lending before shopping is crucial. Um, research. I have gone wrong on this before. Actually, I've got lucky sometimes by not doing the amount of research I should have done and, and actually avoiding things that would have been a problem to me. Um, I would say there's lots of pricing tips online about what you should be buying or selling. There's loads of stuff isn't on right move and yeah, Zoopla about yeah. what houses in the streets have, have been going for. But I would expand that. I would really have a look at not just your crime figures, but I'd be brave enough 
too, maybe not on the direct neighbours and make it too obvious, but I'd be tempted to knock on a few doors yeah. and ask them what, what it's like. Yeah. Um, obviously, depending on your family situation, schooling, probably be one of the most important yeah. things that you need to remember to look for. Um, but also, when you're viewing the actual houses, don't be um, too polite. Mm. In that, Certainly a house that I bought, within a week of moving in, I couldn't believe how many things were wrong. Even the front door wouldn't shut because the, the way that they'd done the viewing with me yeah, yeah. was such that they'd hidden <laughs> how... So literally yeah. the front door would not lock. Yeah. So I would say, if you can, yeah. and you get a chance to have a look in the bloody cupboards, yeah, yeah. open the windows, yeah. Yeah. check that everything works. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, I was going to say, a lot of report and valuations are not a survey. And that's, again, you talk about like houses needing yeah. rewiring, carbon monoxide, potentially other things yeah. going on. Yeah. It's well worth getting electricians um, to go in and provide yeah. some free quotes for any work that need doing it. And yeah. I, especially if you're not buying a new house, yeah. the chances are there is going to be some yeah. work that needs doing, isn't there? Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much. No problem. Really appreciated you being on the show. I thought that was great. And thank you for listening. Um, we're back next week. Remember to share our show on social media. Please tell your friends uh, about the MLC show. Check out mylegalclub.co.uk for all the great benefits we offer you, your family and your business. Please stay well and take care.